0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to the AJC. Obviously, it is another victory Monday, this time getting the job done against Cremonese 2-0. Fagioli with the Thunderbolt, but not all the news is good news, obviously, with Pog down. We're definitely going to talk about that. That's one of the main headlines coming into this one in the aftermath. All right, I've got Ant with me. I've got Omer with me. Fellas, ready to tackle this one? Ready to rock?
1: well i had such a great weekend you know the weather was nice pools open pool of palooza for mother's day it was mother's day again good job on wishing everybody happy mother's day yesterday i remind you three times to do it so you do listen to me once in a while big win celtics winning seven against the sixers all in all good weekend there you go there you go all right all right omar how you doing man
2: yeah i'm not as active as Stony. i just had sun without the pool beside it, so we exactly. was just sweating most up. of the week and playing PlayStation. That's about it. There you Great go. Great week for Amazing. me, actually.
0: But you got the yeah, tank top on, and to. every time Tal comes in the chat on the uh, live chat there, he's always looking pregame for where you're at and where that tank top is. Become a little bit of a good luck thing, and into Thursday, you oh. might have to make sure that you're available on that watch along or that uh, oh, pre-match it's like, show. it's
2: like... 40 degrees outside, so you can rest assured I'm wearing tank tops for the nearest six months ahead.
0: There you go. There you go. We're going to take a couple minutes here. We're going to say what's up to everybody in the live chat. I'm going to remind everybody that joins in here, especially just because there are some trolls out there, some that like to go out there, throw thumbs down on the content. I don't know how sad an individual's life needs to be for them to actively go out of their way to go and do things like that to some channel. But that's why we, the AJC army, have to remain strong and overcome it. Drop a like immediately on the channel. Let them tally up here so that those little creatures don't affect us. Okay, so. Hope everyone is having a great day. Uh, Ambivalent win yesterday. Nice to see Fajoli and Bremer score, but I feel horrible for Paul. I'm really starting to believe his body might have finally given out. We are definitely going to talk about Paul Pogba. Obviously, that was one of the main news headlines today is that his season is over. And what a season to forget. Arguably the worst from a player uh that i can remember for juventus uh and injuries and whatnot but we'll talk about all that on these headlines and everything jeremiah Mm -hmm. hey guys what a screamer from fagioli man of the match performance paredes bremer and Rabiel played very well to a strong second Mm -hmm. half yes 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 we will get to all of that as well. There's already a storm the barn in here from Jeremiah. I will flag that for you, my friend, and we will get to it at that segment. All right. So we're going to tackle everything. We're going to start, like I said, the headlines, Paul Pogba his um, season uh, officially over due to mm-hmm. the injury. Okay. Um, then we have a list of players and Mirko Di Natale does a really good job of painting the picture of what the offseason is going to bring in terms of players returning to Juventus. So we're going to tackle all that, but first we're going to go through the game and this will probably take uh, not very long. The first half, a bit of a sleeper, got to say, sleeper of a first half. Cremonese, one intention in mind, it was clear from the outset That was to park it. So we're going to tackle all that, okay? First up, the starting lineup. The starting lineup that had some fans feeling, wow, there is no consideration for Thursday and whatnot. And I leveled with them just saying, hey, you've got to uh, realize that the league games are huge right now, especially with what happened in the other games, like Milan dropping points and whatnot. Milan was the key. The reason is is because this game gave us eight points. Eight points clear of them, and we still have to play them. If we can cover that penalty that we are thinking it's going to be around nine points, I'm saying don't be surprised if we see more than nine points. But that is key right now because UEFA, uh, Europa League, semifinal, and the final, Mm -hmm. two one-off games. You can't bank on that. You've got to go uh, all in on these games as well. So I had no problems with the starting lineup whatsoever. And I'll drop it here, and then we'll get your guys' uh, thoughts on and whatnot. Obviously, we had Perin, Gatti, Bremer, Danilo, Strong, Quadrado, Fagioli, Paredes, Rabio, Chiesa, Pogba, and uh, Vlaovic. What were your guys' thoughts on
2: uh, that lineup? Omar. I, I like it. I, it's basically my FIFA lineup. And I don't know. I mean, it was all over the place because you couldn't know who plays where. Is Chiesa out there on the left or is it just, you know, three at the top with Pogba and Chiesa? But aside from Paredes, who was actually very good in this match, uh, I had no issues. I thought it was fine.
0: Yeah, I thought it was very, very strong. And Max obviously uh, going all out for those points. And like I said... Rightfully so. Rightfully so. Getting after him. Anth, anything to add yeah, on nothing, the uh, lineup? Nothing,
1: nothing really added to add. You, you hit the nail on the head there. Very bold lineup. Like, hey, we're going to go after this. We're not, like a lot of people were assuming, like Luca was saying, oh, let's start Suley, Ealing Jr., and, you know, Medetti and Fajoli. Like, we're not going to send an under 21 team out there. Slappy. Uh, it was the exact opposite. He He put as many guns out there as he could. And I was quite—I was really surprised by it. And hey, need sure. all the points we can get. Well,
0: if Luca wants to get to his two cents, and he's just
1: got to wake up on
0: time. So, yeah, um, put the
1: put the fruit salad bowl down, bud. <laughs>
0: put the fruit salad down and get on here. Okay, now uh, <laughs> we like to give Luca our time, but he was being—he was being a good man. Okay, he was making the good. family breakfast on yes. the Mother's Day and whatnot. He was being a good man. Okay, so I still he am going to give him every chance I get. So, (laughs) not going to stop me. Aldo, ciao, ciao. Now, Paul Pogba. We talked about Pogba starting, and Lucci and I got into that on the uh, match day live. And I essentially said, look, they've got to know, obviously, they are going to know more than all of us from the outside looking in. So, we're hearing from Max, and Max is notorious for this. I've been saying this for almost the entire season. He holds his cards hold like close to his chest and he doesn't let anything out we hear from Max the day prior that he's not sure Paul could recover from more of a shift than what we've been seeing but mm-hmm. next very next day boom starting lineup so they felt confident enough that uh you know he could get at least that half in or whatnot and then they can go from there and look at it and uh here's the thing I said it and I'll say it again, all right, if he makes that decision, Lucci and I were looking at it on the Match Day Live thinking, if you were going to start him, would you not start him on the Thursday game? Because, and the reason you could say that is because his performances have been so obvious and clear and strong in terms of what he's doing on the pitch.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But you obviously have the flip side, which is... You got to know, you got to know if you can get away with that and do that and whatnot. And here you go, starting them. It, it fails, it fails miserably and not to the fault of max or the, even the training staff or anybody, his body, his
1: quad just went.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The, the one thing is you, I know a lot of people said, well, why did you start him on Thursday? Because Thursday, the substitutions are crucial. Because we're going in on a draw, and then you have the potential for extra time. I know you get an extra substitution at the start of extra time, but you don't want this happening on Thursday, and then you got to use up a substitution in the 23rd minute, right? You try them against a completely inferior opponent, right? There was absolutely no risk. You could probably make the argument, why not play them at halftime, bring them in at halftime and play the second half. I didn't have an issue with it. I really didn't.
0: Yeah. I, I didn't have an issue with it either, ultimately. Um, it is what it is. Um, Omar, your thoughts on uh, the starting a Pogba? I mean, I don't think any of us had a problem
2: with it. No, with him starting, you no, know, You know, logically, if you think about it and you want him maybe ready for Thursday, but Thursday could go either way. I mean, you can try and play him for 20, 30 minutes and suddenly you hit extra time and you have extra 30 minutes, so that's a guaranteed substitution that mm-hmm. you're basically wasting, or if you made all of them and he gets injured, then you're down to 10 men. That's not a risk I would take. Yeah. and So you had to try him out. I mean, if you can't play for one half against Cremonese, he certainly can do it against Sevilla. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, the one thing is, too, is like people are talking about, well, if he plays him Thursday and something goes down, then you have to change your plan. Well, not necessarily, because if we look at yesterday, 3-5-2. 352, Pogba was a second. You just slot Di Maria. You just slot Di Maria in there. I don't yeah. think it's a drastic and... change of a drastic change of plans. And that's kind of my thing. That's kind of my one thing with this team in general is the plans and whatnot. Because I don't know. And the first half of this one kind of played to that. Because honestly, you got a team completely parking it and this this offensive uh, setup, the final third, it still lacks a lot of togetherness and just an overall group plan on what they're going to do. Second half, much stronger. But Pogba started off good. I liked what Pogba was doing. He made a nice turn good. in the area. His shot got blocked by the one defender who, I swear to God, if it was not for him, this thing would have been an absolute rout. Okay? Same guy
1: who blocked Chiesa's shot?
0: Chiriche, yeah. So he was an absolute unit at the back. So he's blocked Pogba there. Pogba was looking good. A lot of one-touch passing from him. He was getting Blaovic involved. He was getting Kies involved. Um, He looked good. 21st minute, unfortunately, goes down. You could tell immediately from his reaction, it's not good. And uh, that sucks. Absolutely sucks. It's gut-wrenching. I really feel for the guy. And as far as all the there's, talks are going to creep coming. up, you're already seeing some of them in terms of future. And even the announcer saying, surely Juventus can get rid of him or what, what are we talking about here? Like it's going to be there. I, I don't, there's not going to be an insurance policy in there or anything. I'd be shocked if we had to go through something like what we did with Ramsey. Um, I would fail to believe We have an insurance policy on a player that's represented by Mino Reola's agency. Just going to say that right out of the gate. Good luck because that is probably the best group to represent players out there and getting a player to accept something like that next to impossible. So I'd be shocked if there's any kind of uh, insurance
1: there. Mm -hmm. Guys? Who wants, Omar, you want to start with this one? Because i am got some things mm-hmm. to say. There's not much this. to say other
2: than it's shitty. It's a shitty situation. Yeah, I feel mean, bad for Paul.
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah the I second was, it uh, happened,
2: I, I dropped my head. I mean, you just watch this, oh, shit, I can't believe it. Even but watching it, the it players. In line with the season. Yeah, the mm-hmm. players were. You watch like, Di Maria, you watch
0: Rabio. you watch all these guys. They're just absolutely gutted which gives you a solid intel on behind the scenes and you know how everybody is rooting for Paul inside Juve's yeah. camp. It's just, it is yeah, what it he, is. He wants
2: to play. He definitely wants to play. It definitely hurt him <clears throat> inside. And the players were feeling for him, and, and they should. It, it's a shitty situation. He really wants to be there for Juve. Look, yeah. on the flip side, we made it all the way to where we are today without Pogba. So would have yeah. been a nice boost, but it's not a be-all, end-all situation. He's a huge boost. He's a big boost. He's showing he's it. He's a
0: huge boost, <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> he's showing it. But fortunately, it is what it is. 21 minutes in, he's got to exit. Milik actually ends up coming Hang into on. this one.
1: Don't I get something <clears throat> to say about this? Go ahead. Fire away. I was running the main yesterday, and the shit I was reading on there about people being excited that he got injured and seeing and the "I told you so"s coming out. Like I don't get. I really. I got to be careful what I say here because it was really frustrating. I I almost just texted somebody on the team and just said somebody else run the main because I could not deal with the animals, like actual human beings putting on putting it out there on the matrix, oh, I told you so, you see, this guy, you know, good. Good he's injured. Now we don't have to deal with him anymore, stuff like that. Like, who are these people? Like I don't I don't really get it. It it was all I'm gonna say is it was really frustrating and I was really disappointed in a lot of Juventini yesterday. You know, that's I, I get like the agendas, like Lou with Rabio, but I don't think Lou would ever be excited that Rabio gets injured. No, He wouldn't, right? Because he's a human being. I just... I don't know know what I'm going to get out of here. I just said at
0: the start of the show, obviously, there's one guy's got nothing better to do lately than jump on our stuff, our updates, and just come at me with anything and everything. And I don't really care. I feel sad for him, to be honest. Mm -hmm. That's what his life come to. But one of the comments was exactly that. It was, oh, how did playing Pogba work out for you? And I said that makes me feel really sad for you even more so than i already did the fact that you would take satisfaction in a player's injury to say i told you so Mm
2: -hmm.
0: that's absolutely ridiculous all right be better as a human fucking being that's all i gotta say to that all right this guy is one step close from uh, complete uh, ban from the channel. I don't even know why I haven't done it already, but that disgusts me when people do stuff like that. It's no different than that guy I've seen on his channel choosing to root against Juventus in order to be able to say I told you so about Max Allegri. Nobody at the end of the day is going to give a shit who's right or wrong All we're going to be sad, happy, or upset about is Juve's results. That's Mm -hmm. the bottom line. That's all what it comes down to. So anybody taking satisfaction out of what's going on in Paul Pogba, just so that they can pat themselves on the back, say, I told you so, is absolute garbage. Absolute garbage. All right? (laughs) Um, And I just... I can't take it, can't stand it, all right? So I'm with you 100%, man. but uh, it, it, it is what it is. It, it sucks. Mm-hmm. It absolutely sucks. Now, we get to the rest of the game. Milik had to enter this game. I wanted to ask you guys a question no. because something I noticed, and it got more and more evident as the game went on, but when Milik entered, Vlaovic seemingly kind of disappeared. Oof.
1: Up a puff and That
2: spoke. was a dumb substitution, and I said it immediately. You did. I mean, we didn't need another striker out there. Pogba wasn't playing as a second striker; was more of a ball carrier and spraying passes around. You have Di Maria on the bench. You have Miretti. There was no reason to put another striker in there, and that was a dumb decision by Max. Miretti could have flourished again.
0: Our two strikers, no matter what the combination, I said it on the watch along, no matter what the combination that you play when we have two of our strikers out there, it's brutal. It
2: and the it reason,
0: the reason is, and I've been screaming this, okay, from the mountaintops. When you play a traditional 3 2 we want to call this a three-five-one-one. And the reason it's even a 3-5-1-1 is because of safety first. I've been saying this a lot lately. Everything Max does is rooted around safety first. Even this 3-5-2 setup. Anybody else who runs this setup plays two pivot midfielders with one attacking centrally to be able to support everybody. And you can have your two strikers and it'll work with us one of those strikers ends up having to be that attacking mid and create mm-hmm. like that. It's weird. It's awkward. It doesn't work with the two strikers. It, it, it doesn't work. Our two strikers, every time we unleash two strikers, it doesn't look very good. One of them ends up looking very, very poor. But to be fair, even in a 3-5-1-1 setup that we have, our strikers have not been getting anything. Here's another game. Midfielder, defender, your goal scorers. <clears throat> not for lack of chances, and Milik did have one taken away, which we'll get to, but I don't like this setup with two strikers because no, we're still not seem... getting the same out of the mid.
2: Omar? Yeah, it doesn't, seem, it doesn't seem like they were working on it. I mean, the second we have <clears throat> two strikers on the pitch, they don't know what to do. Milik completely pushed Dushan out of the match. He was then first to every chance and occupying all of his space. Trying to be a bit like Di Maria and dropping back and but but he isn't it just isn't that's not your role I want him to be in the center and you know good on him for getting into positions and creating some chances, but Still I think it did more bad than good for the team. Yeah, and and I think it allows Kronizic to to
0: like Maintain that wall a bit easier
2: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, you know, rather than have that dynamic movement and whatnot, and get more off the ball movement and stuff. So I just I think it it played to to what they were trying to do right out the gate. Anyways, forty six minute. This is probably it for the first half. Nice over the top ball from Paredes to Milik. He couldn't settle it enough. Karnasecki coming in with a
1: wild fist there, trying to punch that thing. It was. Did he get uh, studded in the chest? Did Milik catch him with his studs? It was close, either way. No, yeah.
2: no, no, he, no, no, he didn't hit him. It was a while.
1: Anyways, halftime. Halftime
0: hits, okay? I'm just, I'm fine with everything, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm still fine with everything. I think, like, Juve had their moments here and there. They were poking and prodding and whatnot, but it was too few and far between. Like, if you watch a lot of teams when they're playing a team that's going to outright park it like that, to that degree, to that extent. Ten players. Man, you just pepper them, and you get all over them. You swarm them with pressure and whatnot. You have to. And I just wasn't seeing it in that first half. I just wanted us to put them under a bit more. I will say Chiesa looked a little off in the first half compared to his second half.
1: Okay, I don't know if someone was going after me for what I was saying about Chiesa in the first half, but he could not touch a ball to save his life in the first half
0: yeah he was his, really his, fighting his touch
1: it. wasn't there he wasn't having he was he was doing the right things but he was just off in the first half yep nothing wrong with like he he came out he came out like a wild animal in the second half though
2: but yes i thought
1: he had it i thought he was a bit off everything was just kind of dull in the first half like a like a butter knife nothing was sharp yes yeah, so nothing was really connecting
2: think, a butter knife. i think the stats we were, were I think the stats were 78% possession. Yeah. For Juve, yeah. With seven shots at halftime, and no real threads on goal. I didn't feel like we were actually very close. At and some it must point. be said, out of those no, attempts, I think four of them
0: it. were blocked. I think four of those attempts were blocked too. So it was looking didn't like Rabia a little more. A there was Rabia very little, yeah. very That's little right. we actually threatened with in the first half. Um, we get to the second yeah. half, all right? So second half, like we said, is looking better. Um, 53rd minute. Now we start doing a bit better. It was like, okay, if we can get the ball quickly, quickly to the flanks where they can maybe try to take a guy on, draw that extra defender because that's what Cremonese was doing. The second Chiesa got it, the second Cuadrado got it, you would see the double team come in. Mm-hmm. sometimes triple on Chiesa. I got upset in the first half a couple times because he was too quick to just try and cross it, and you've got bodies all over in front of you. Chiesa's got to find the open man, but then they have to do something with that. Okay, So they have to make something happen if he's going to draw all that attention. Well, second half, Quadrado. Starts to win a 1v1. An extra body comes in. There's the double team. He dishes to Rabio. Rabio takes a good hit. Forces a stop from Karnaseki. Milic comes flying in for the rebound. Mm. Um, heads it yeah. wide, unfortunately, and whatnot. But that's better. That's more like mm. it. 54th minute. Chiesa taking on three defenders up mm-hmm. the left flank. Beats the first guy. Again, can't get that ball to really roll for him the way he wanted. But... He saw Fajoli running in, settles it, lays it out in front of him, and this was absolutely laced. My God. Karnaseki, when you watch the view from the back, man, he didn't even see it to the last friggin' possible second. Absolutely no chance, even though it was above him or not. He couldn't even see it. He was so low trying to see the ball. And through that mess of bodies, Fajoli just absolutely thunderbolted that thing in there. Nice goal to see. He celebrated and then realized who he was playing against and then uh, sent his apologies Celebrate. or whatnot. Hilarious. Celebrate,
1: kid, right in front of their fans. And then you give them the, if you're not down with DX, just boom. That's what you He's got respect
0: him. for them. I have no problem with it. His last team went up, but this was a beautiful goal. And this made sense to what we had to do, right? If they're going to mm-hmm. double team, sometimes triple team you on the flank, you got to find somebody else and they have to be able to do something with it beautiful shot from Fajoli. Good to Wonderful. see him on the score sheet. Um had a little bit of a rocky moment there now turning the tides and not obviously getting back to what we expect from him. He had a strong strong showing. Anything to add on this goal, boys?
1: See, it was just very very beautiful. simple what he did, what Fajoli did. Didn't try and like bend it, you know, hit it low or try he just he was calling for it. You could see his wide ass open. You could see him calling like waving his arms. Uh, like a swimmer in distress and then perfect didn't didn't make uh, didn't make a meal of it just placed it yeah Beautiful.
2: yeah it's it's usually a good place for a shot uh, Di used to take shots from these from that square all the time because the keeper has bad visibility so when you have an opportunity just shoot it as powerful as you can and as fast as you can without thinking you'll catch you'll catch them off guard and karnasaki was good he was just he couldn't react I yeah. don't believe any keeper could have
1: reacted. You better save those when he plays for us. That's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah. 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 Now we got a uh, little statement in here. Karnaseki, obviously, linked with Juve, is very overhyped. Gaudio is superior.
1: Well, right. when, you, right. when you face
0: 45 is...
1: shots a game, some are going to go in.
0: Karnaseki, we talked about that going into it. It was insane the amount of saves he had uh, going into this game in 2023 alone. Most by any keeper in the top five leagues, 80-something saves, 83 saves or something. Wild, wild. Now, we keep going. Yeah, and
2: Ricardo has like five minutes <laughs> on him.
0: Yeah, 76 minutes, some great ball movement from Juventus. Mm-hmm. They work it up the field beautifully with through balls, off the ball movement, runs into space. It's rewarded the whole way down, ends up at Rabio's feet, And he tries to beat Karnaseki short side. It hits side netting. I actually thought it went in for a second Then no such avail. But beautifully worked from Juventus. We get a moment on another classic toe-off side with Milik. And what frustrated me the most is when that snapshot is taken, the ball is actually already been hit and moving towards them so it wasn't even the right spot where you even take that freeze frame because if you look at the freeze frame where they stop it that ball is like almost a foot off of Di Maria's foot it's hilarious I find the whole thing funny regardless it doesn't make a big difference in this game but ultimately these things are laughable we saw what they did with the Salernitana offside on Millik and whatnot and It's just wild to me that they still make errors like this all over the place. But nonetheless, we know the offside rule, something's got to be tweaked. That's too chintzy.
1: I I said this after the Lecce game. I I got information from coaches here in our country that FIFA and the under-18s in Europe next season is going to test full-body offsides, U18s, starting in the fall, so... Like, yeah, and if anybody I mean, again, it's like if your foot is onside and your whole body's offside, the player will be deemed onside. So get ready mm-hmm. for
2: that. Yeah, I mean, if you might, if you have to, to like freeze frame it at the exact right moment where the part of the player's body was offside, then stop it. That's not the way to do it. I mean, offside should be clear if it's you That's know way to do it. one frame here, one frame there, and it's still offside. It doesn't really matter. He didn't get any advantage on the defender by having his toe, you know, a few centimeters ahead of him.
1: You can't, you want to know something? We have enough subjective stuff with the handball rule in the box. The only thing that's black and white in football is the offside. That's it. It it sucks. It's a toe. I get it. But until they change something, do we want them to make the offside rule subjective to say, you want the ref to go over and look at it and be like, mm, no, that let that in. Okay, how much of the foot? Is it the whole leg? Okay, what if a bit of his hips on side? Like, it's got until you completely change the rule, it has to be black and white like that. Cause then it's just a whole other mess. I'm fine with it. Just
0: freeze the damn frame at the right fucking <laughs> spot. It's not that fucking hard. Like, okay, you want to do it this way, that's cool. Get it at the right goddamn time. That's all. My I'm
1: understanding asking. is that in the ball they have like little sensors, and they, it's like a like a little heartbeat, so they can see when the ball's hit, and then that's where they freeze it. And okay, that picture that you're looking at, like this much of his foot's offside, but then when you look at the computer-generated image, it's like this much of his foot. So I think, again, no, that is the one.
0: His toes like this, barely, <laughs> barely. Anyways. And then they pan out, you look at the live frame of where they stopped at that exact moment. Good that's thing that's not is, it when didn't the matter. ball is hit. Good thing is it didn't matter, but they're idiots. Hey. <laughs> it's not that fucking difficult. It isn't. All right. Settle yeah, I down. Mean, settle
2: down. Look at the look at the base of the rule and see where it's gotten to, what point it is right now, and there's a huge mm-hmm. difference. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just the attacker won't have any advantage. There there is no advantage. Mm-hmm. He made the right yeah.
0: movement at the right yeah. time. That's it. What do the birds think? 78th minute set piece oh, so. and the set piece goals. We've got a lot of them. Bremer mm-hmm. and Danilo are absolute units on set pieces for us. This one was flicked on. Bremer tries to take a hit at it. It's blocked. It goes straight up and then he makes sure he gets above everybody. Heads at home beyond Karnaseki. That's our 2-0 sealer. I We had another opportunity through Rabio, 84th minute falling to him at the back post. Cleared again by the one defender who saved Criminese from an absolute rout. Okay. Um, Chiriche there. That and Milik's offside goal, I was... I was praying. I was rooting for you guys to get that jersey, giveaway, three goals and a victory. We came so close. But it's not over, everybody. Okay? We'll get another opportunity on Thursday. And then we will obviously not keep it the same. Going into that game, it's not going to be three goals and a victory. That was obviously for the Cremonese match. We will find new terms and parameters to try and give away the new home kit. By the way... I thought the new home kit looks
1: great. And I like looks liked fantastic. It. Now, yeah, getting back right. to that He's Bremer on. goal. Getting back to the Bremer goal. There is an angle from <clears> behind <throat> the net on the side that he scores on. I would I think our I think our main account tweeted out the speed at which he first reacts to the tip from Milik and then he his right foot plants and then his left foot and in an instant he jumps. It is the quickest I've seen. It's almost quicker than like a basketball player. Like he two foot plants and jumps. (laughs) It is unbelievable the reaction time he has in that goal. It was fantastic. Like I think it's a little underrated how impressive it was for him to first deflect that and then jump. (laughs) It it was quite impressive.
0: I think uh, what shocks me is how high some of these guys can jump from standing. two feet. Uh, Yeah, like just that's – it's crazy when you look at the – screenshot of the goal there and whatnot he is so high from mm-hmm. such a quick uh no run-up jump like it's just from standing it's wild it's wild to me the athleticism awesome awesome stuff bremer's an absolute beast that guy can have so many more goals a season he got an opportunity i think in the first half as well on a header um but he put it too close to Karnaseki. he did the right Reading thing got up headed it downwards just that it was too close to Karnasecki, but Bremer's I'd say, an absolute say I think unit. he
1: probably has four, at least four or five more that he could have. Oh, I'm yeah. At minutes.
0: least four or five more goals he could have this season. Like, easily. Easily. The same goes for Danilo. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah. And I think I posted it yesterday and no one corrected me, so it, pro- it must be right because people like correcting other people more than anything. True. uh I I he equaled Bonucci's record of goals for a center back in one season, which was five. And um, so one more, and he's the new top scoring center back for Juve in one season. There Is that go. just City
1: goals? Or that's in no. a
2: season? In a season.
1: In the season.
0: Okay. And Gatti as well. Yes, Gatti. Gotti's beast as well. How many does he have? Well. Three? Two. So Gatti 2 he Gotti's got two. Gatti's- Gotcha. Yeah. But both now, of them Now, man of the match, we're going to go through this. Everybody in the live chat, some of you already uh, wasted no time getting your man That's of the match true. earlier in the chat. Absolutely love it. <laughs> man of the match in this game, Omar, who was yours? Fajoli. Fajoli, there you uh, go. The,
2: yeah, the second the match ended, uh, it's Fajoli. There are some honorable mentions, but for me, it was Fajoli hands down.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Anthe.
1: Yeah, I had, uh, for honorable mentions, I had Danilo, Rabio, and Chiesa because of, even though he came off, he had a good second half. But my man of the match, I had a double underline, was uh, Beans himself. I had Fajoli as well.
0: Yeah. There you go. So we've got uh, Fajoli, no doubt. We've got Paredes, who had, I Paredes uh, had, a, had a strong showing for himself. Fajoli bossed yesterday. Fajoli... And Fajoli again, not far behind. Paredes. Yeah, like, I mean, I put it as Fajoli out and out above the rest. Obviously, there's good shouts elsewhere. But I think the game was a bit too easy for some of the others to give it to them. Like, Bremer had a strong, strong game. But it was very easy for him. Very, very mm-hmm. easy for him. Um, all the guys at the back. Had it very very easy. Um, Fajoli for me in the position he had, obviously finding the breakthrough, but just everything he did, and he was very very active. He was moving all over the pitch, and uh, I think it was an awesome awesome performance from Fajoli. I'm happy to see it. We talked about a little bit of uh, a rough patch there for a bit, but that is the way you re-enter. The starting 11 whatnot, beautiful, beautiful mm-hmm. showing from Fagioli. So I give it to him. All right. Also, now,
2: also a shout out because we're we like Italian football. I mean, Kirikesh, the defender was, he was phenomenal yesterday. That was a great defensive showing. He's the only reason this game didn't end.
0: He, he like, stopped that thing from that. being a blowout. Okay. He was yeah. ridiculous. Ridiculous. He was reading
2: the play, blocking shots everywhere. I mean, <sighs> that was a great performance for the defender.
0: Yeah. Paredes, Paredes getting a shell from Dells as well. Good showing for Paredes. Doesn't change anything, though. It's not going to change anything.
1: I, I got some numbers for fire oh, away if you want to. So this was from the numbers I calculated here in my little spreadsheet. Was doing the whole concede, not concede. I was like, oh, let's look at clean sheets. So, uh, Tech has played 36 games from what I count. He has 15 clean sheets, which is 41.67% clean sheet rate. Pedine has eight clean sheets in 19 games for 42%, 42.11%. So, Omar, there you go. He has a higher clean sheet percentage than Tech. He's played worse opponents, but still, so it's clean sheets.
2: Mm. I, I hate stats. That is for you, Omer. I <laughs> gave that. <laughs> Thank you. For you. Thank you, but I hate stats. All right. I mean, we just went through our halftime stats. It means nothing if you don't score. Okay. You're welcome.
0: Guys. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I it could easy. have been you with the tech. For last the tech night. could even shoot you. Two. Just settle <laughs> it, just end it already. I didn't
1: I was helping him out.
0: So Alex asking if Paredes plays out of his mind in the semi and the final in Europe, would it change my mind on keeping
2: him No, it wouldn't. That that's a good that's a good segue. Even if he, you know, scores four goals a game, we still have like twenty midfielders coming back mm-hmm. for for next season, so and he's on a higher salary than most of them I believe so yeah that's a hard no no I don't
0: know it's it's just it's not a, I I mean I wasn't like a huge Paredes guy even when we signed him um so I I just I don't know and I was so disappointed for the large part of the season let's put it this way okay if we are still unsure and the majority of the fan base is unsure about Rabio after doing it for like us towards the end of last year and the entire season of this year, and we're still unsure, we're gonna change our mind over three games, four games on Paredes Like, no, for me, it's still a no. No,
2: no that's being prisoner of the moment. I mean, just no.
0: And while uh, I, uh, well, I agree that like... there's some truth here, he's not as bad as everyone makes out. His season for Juventus. Has been as bad as everyone makes out. 100%. So as an individual, as a player, no, he's not as bad as everybody makes it out. But no, like his season has yeah. been brutal, brutal. Maybe
1: I don't know if you wanted to say, I I guess we're done with the game. I don't know if to Omar's point, we can segue into the players coming back. We, and you can we are, there's
0: still like a couple here because like Alex is saying, okay. now this gets good into the returning players. Okay, I don't think any of the returning ones... Are better than him. We will mm. need experienced midfielders. If he can turn it around, we get a good deal. I'd be okay. What's experienced All right.
1: midfielder mean?
2: Well, let's take a look. I so, think I think <clears> you're alone on <throat> this, Alex. <laughs> I think so. Now, he, he if we be. look at this, <laughs> no, if we I look at this, okay. Title, that is opinion. It's fine.
1: Huh?
2: Yeah, I mean,
0: you've got Arthur's is going to be returning. He's going to go out immediately. Zacharia expected to come back. This one is for me. I'm okay. I'm okay if Rabio ends up going with Zacharia. Just there, keeping it on that swap. Okay. Let's just yep. go player for player. Mm. Even though I think obviously we'd be losing quite a bit in what Rabio's been able to give us this season with Zachary, but I'm not completely done on Zacharia. Kulishevsky mm-hmm. starting to look more towards a return. Kulishevsky could help up front if Di Maria goes and whatnot like that. He could be, but the question mark remains under Max and whatnot. Max definitely didn't get anything much out of him at all. Wanted us all to just get rid of Kulishevsky, so there's that. McKenny, it's got to go. So right now, McKenny or Paredes, I'll give you Paredes, okay, over McKenny. Rovella. <laughs> I will take Rovella every day and twice on Sunday over Paredes. I I will. For the roster next season, yeah. if you want experience, Locatelli's got experience. Paul Pogba, who knows what's going to happen, everybody. But I get the experienced <laughs> midfielder thing. But I, I'm not sold on Paredes keeping him. And if it came down to Rovella or Paredes, I'm taking Rovella. That's just me. That's just me,
1: guys. I don't think anyone's going to argue no. with that. I think Rovella is, you know, we paid 11 million euros for him last year, two years ago, in a January window. So S- he, they have it set that he's the future. So He's
0: been bossing it. He bossed it again yesterday. Um, Apparently
1: he had a good game, yeah.
0: He saves us a ton on salary. That's Whacked a big, big uh, salary savings. But, I mean... I get where Alex is coming from with the experience. But I, I I don't know. There's there's a lot of factors in there. But out of those guys, uh, I will give them that Paredes is probably up there until I hit the Rovella name that obviously the one thing you're going to sacrifice is experience and whatnot. And I don't know. If Paredes plays enough over the end of the season here where he can boss it like that maybe but i can't help but feel like this was a Cremonese that absolutely parked it how hard was yeah, he exactly. pushed how hard was this game for those guys it's why i don't put him it, it, when we're looking at a man of the match type performance like Cremonese did absolutely nothing
1: everybody barnache could have played that game would have would probably might have been the same thing
0: I don't think Barnechev would have sprayed the ball as nicely as Paredes, but ultimately, yeah. Yeah.
1: I think we would have been okay with him in there.
0: Pellegrini, another returning player towards the sale, and Cambiaso will return. But uh, that's for what we're looking at for returning players. Mm -hmm. Let's move away from the midfield. What are your thoughts on – what are your guys' thoughts? Actually, we'll just keep one. Uh, Zakaria. Could he be a guy we could use in Rabiel's or
2: move him away? I don't know. I mean, he's relatively injury prone and relatively injury prone do very bad at Juve. They become really injury prone. And so it's nice. I like him as a player. I think he's actually a great midfielder. We've seen how Max utilized him. It wasn't good. And I, if Max stays, I doubt he'll try anything else. So, as sad as it might be, I don't think his future is at UVA.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: and a lot of question marks. Uh, Can is Allegri gonna stay? Can Allegri use him properly? How do these players play under Allegri? I don't know what I'm with you, Al. There was something I just saw something with him. Maybe it was the first match he played, the first couple matches. You know, I. I like this style of game. Okay, Omer, I'll concede that if he is injury prone, then that's something that we normally don't deal with well at Juventus. But I don't know. If Rabiot leaves, this guy's not demanding a high wage. I wouldn't mind seeing him as a a role player. Like, I, I don't know. We're just going to be so limited, right? Like we're going to be so yeah. limited in
0: how many moves we can bring. Like you got to really yeah. be selective. It's a very very tough summer UV is going to be going into. Yeah. Um We need to pray for Leeds to stay up and take on, that McKenney deal, okay? Come on, Leeds. We, we need we leads. need one We need one of these to be a deal, okay? But we actually, in terms really of Kuleshevsky, what are your guys' thoughts on Kuleshevsky?
2: I think he would be a great bargaining chip for another player. He does have value, he's young, if you're looking to bring in, I don't know, I'm just throwing out like an SMS or something like that, then Kuleshevsky could be the one to trade him for and lower the price significantly. Um, but if he chooses to stay i mean di maria's contract is still up in the air and we don't know what's going on there um if he does decide to stay he could be a great utility player maybe even first team player you know uh, in the future so i'm good either way we can use him to bring someone else in or keep him i actually don't mind either of those you know, of those opportunities
0: i don't mind okay. either of those scenarios either actually and anything to say on Kulishevsky?
1: You know, he was the Young Player of the Year when he was with Udinese. Is that who we, we got him from? So, he, you know, he won the award for Young Player no. of the Year.
2: Barma. Barma.
1: Barma. Sorry, I, I apologize. You know, and then he came to us and he had an okay like – I think it was under Pirlo. He had an okay season and then just under he couldn't get it going. I. He's another tough one. He's like Zakaria for me. I think there's potential there. He's still very young. Like, it's not like he's a yeah. 29-year-old midfielder, so – Maybe with the right coach they can get something out of him, but I don't know. I
2: I'd be okay yeah, either way with
1: Because he was be pretty okay. open
2: about not liking Allegri. Not liking the he system. Was. I mean and you look at our attack this season, and it's not like any other attackers have flourished under Allegri. Mm-hmm. It's mostly the midfield and defense, so I don't see it changing even if Glusevsky comes back and Allegri is still the coach. Just you know, same
0: old same old yeah alex saying kulu i see most use in having panita going out so yeah it's it's going to be interesting to see what they want to do guys now we know these league games have all become critical may 22nd is the big day we have a game okay on the same day, we we're going to get the ruling on what the new awesome. point penalty is. Of course, of course we have. Of course and we do,
1: right? That's a holiday for me and you, Birdo. Yeah. So we're off that whole day.
0: Yeah, we'll be off uh, that whole day. I'll be able to uh, do a watch along. All the good stuff we'll cover. Uh, we'll have the match day live. We'll cover the news on the point penalty. We'll be live. Let's just day, have, going through let's a-
2: have a full a full podcast day, like starting early. And just, you know, dishing out the news as they go along, talking in between. Just me hooked
0: up live nonstop for the entire day? No, no, no. Too much.
2: Too much. Anish is is available.
0: We can make it. We can make it happen. Listen, now... We got to wait for that in terms of what's going to happen on the league. But other results are going our way. Obviously, Milan is in Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit of a free fall, which is good for us. Obviously, May 27th will be when we play them. And that'll be a big one for Juventus. Obviously, we've got to open up that gap to be protected before the points come. Thursday is next up, though. That is the Mm -hmm. return leg. We are traveling to Spain the decisive game in that semifinal is essentially now two finals for juventus all right and uh man how do you guys feel going into that game i was hoping cremonese we would open them up and have a strong game especially with all our starting lineups yet it just seems like we can't shake The bad vibes. Pogba goes down and whatnot. You still struggle to get your two goals and whatnot. But like that goal at the end too. A lot of fans felt differently about how we went about getting that draw. Obviously, we talked about it. Some saying, why are you cheering for that? We played off whatnot. No, of course you cheer for it. Because we've got less work to do when we go there. Mm -hmm. How do you think that set us up mentally? Because here we have a couple of guys ex-UV players, Barzali being one, saying that Gatti's goal essentially changed the frame of mind going into that game. It definitely gave a lift. They were feeling, they were getting prepared almost to head over there, 1-0. Now it's 1-1, and it's all to play for. But how do you guys feel going into that game? Anth?
1: Oh, now that you just brought up, my stomach started churning a little bit. Maybe it's maybe it's the breakfast, the coffee, I'm not sure. but Um... <sighs> Jeez, we got so many days to think about this. But yeah, sure, we'll get into it now. The, I really hope that they go after Sevilla because before the game, everybody on here, everybody on the Matrix was saying, let's watch out for Sevilla. Now, until after Ocampos went out, they did nothing. So if they have a game plan for that one player, I think we'll be okay. But they didn't impress me at all they look like an 11th place la liga side to be honest hmm. and so i i think if we game plan for that one player properly and just cut down the mistakes we should be fine
2: did we look like a second place area side
1: well no but See. we look better than them i think we look better than them yeah
2: sorry i, I haven't watched the match in, in in its entirety i was on a wedding oh, that much. day yeah, I got my updates through Twitter, so I don't know how reliable they are.
1: <laughs> if <laughs> we look at this,
0: going into this game, I think, you know, I've been saying it over and over and over, and I can't help but feel the same. And it kind of touches to Ant's point. we got to worry about ourselves. Mm. Juve is our own worst enemy, and this is not a disrespect or a knock to Sevilla at any, in any way, shape, or form. As we know that their record in this competition, whatever, they've become the Europa League side, essentially. So it's not a knock on them. But we really don't know what we're going to get from match to Mm -hmm. match. We could come out and we could fall absolutely flat on our faces. Or we could come out and play a really strong game. But the thing is that in either of those scenarios... The goals are still hard to come by for this team. Sevilla at home is going to be raring to go, ready to go. We are good on the road, okay, good enough Mm -hmm. to do some damage. Starting lineup, starting lineup will be key and whatnot, but I'm really like it's – becoming more and more evident i think when we look at all this and everything how critical what we do is on that one player it's always that one guy and even when you have all the guys in there like at the start of yesterday's game it was clear it was paul pogba you know and everything had to go through him and was going through him and he was the guy when he left And this is the one thing, with Di Maria playing that role, it's hit and miss. There's games where he takes it and he runs with it and it's wonderful. But there's games where even he just can't impose himself into that game. And he didn't look good Mm -hmm. against, uh, he didn't look very strong against Sevilla the first uh, goal. So it's very, very difficult. Chiesa is that kicker. But will Max play him again as a wing back? That's what he did yesterday.
2: Yeah. Omar. So I feel like all those guys need to play. I mean, Chiesa was in the second half. That was the Chiesa we knew. That was the Chiesa who yeah. can do anything at any given moment. That's the guy we need on the pitch from minute one. Not, I hate when we're banking on him to make a cameo as a substitute and turn the game. Having said that, Di Maria tends to shine when the pressure is on in the in the most important game. That's what basically made his career and made him who he is. He always shines when it matters. And so I have a lot of expectations from him. I think we need more than two attackers on the pitch. We have to, that's it. They're fit, the guys are fit, they can play. You have Illing, you have Kostic who was rested, Chiesa was subbed off, Di Maria was subbed in late. Vlahovic can really take your pick. feels like kind of the same, no matter who you choose, but have some bodies in there. Have some guys who can create something. That's the way to go. we got to get a goal. I don't want to get dragged into uh, overtime and penalties and leave it to God.
1: Yeah. This will be interesting if they start um, if they start illing Junior and then you bring Kostic on just in case you go to extra time because Kostic at his... With his pace, he's not going to do 120 minutes.
2: Yeah. He he might have to start then in can get back to his former self.
1: Let's talk about this. 4-3-3
0: versus Sevilla. Gatia right back at the call. But let's just talk about, do we go into that one 3-5-2? When we first played them, we switched it to a 4-2-3-1. What do you guys think about that? Do we change our actual setup? into a four-three-three or a variation to a 4 or something. What Do you follow um, it up or go back to this 3 5 I
1: was going to throw it to Omar first.
2: Omar. I don't know. It's a tough one. The it is a tough is one. Very... It's extremely hard to try and think about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's why I Omar first. Because the three-five-two is very good defensively for us, but it does next to nothing in attack. Um, gotta find a way like to, to shift between the formations, you know, mid game with the same set of players you had. But that that means either playing Chiesa as wing back or none at all. And just play Costis uh, there or Ealing. It's a tricky one, but I'll find a way to mix them both so we don't play like a 3-5-2 in attack. But either way, the midfield unit should be kept to three people. Hopefully, Locatelli, Fagioli, Rabio. And Quadrado, well, we can't do anything about it. We have no other options. The questions are on the left, striker, and possibly like sort of a left back from Danilo. Or Sandro gets to play that match.
0: Yeah. I will say this. There's so many question marks coming out of that first game when you're trying to think about this and trying to make this call. Number one, Danilo looked way better the second Benucci left that game. He looked mm-hmm. way better. So getting, the, getting that group correct at the back goes a long way in its own. So for me, I, I know we want the 4 2 three, one I know we want the four three three. 3 I'm leaning towards very similar to what we saw yesterday, to be honest, in terms of how we line up. I want to see Bremer in the heart. I want to see Danilo on that left side. I want to see Gatti on the right. Um you pick your wing backs, and to be honest, if that's how you got to get Chiesa in there, you get Chiesa in there. You just let Danilo, and you let that midfielder on that left side know that their job is to protect because you want Chiesa to push, and you want Chiesa to be the guy that's attacking forward and putting that back line under pressure. I would probably go with that 3-5-2. Um... Helps flood the midfield. It has protection at the back. Sevilla is going to be very, very strong this one. And we're going to be relying on those guys. We're going to be relying on the Di Maria, the Chiesa, and whoever he chooses to be up top. Would you guys choose Vlaovic? Would you choose Milik? Keane came back for a cameo yesterday. Looked very, very good. Very, very strong, I thought. Who would you put up top in the one striker role?
1: My heart says Vlahovic, but again to the to the lineup, I'd go with three five two. It's what we've been. It's what got us here. There's four games left. You know, I I think. Listen, Max is gonna Max is gonna defend for his life. He is. He's gonna try and counter, and he, we all know that's what he's gonna do. So let's just get out in the open. That's what's gonna happen. So three five two. That's how he's going to play. Up front, my heart says Vlaovic because we want to see. We want everybody wants to get him going. Would not be shocked if Milik starts this game. Omar, based on the amount of work, who he's would going you to put up there? Happening.
2: I guess I'm the same as that. I mean, I wanted to be Dushan. I want him to get the goal and be the guy to take us through to the final. Mm-hmm. But Milik kind of feels you know if I'm going with my head Milik feels like the right choice he's much more involved in the game and we need everyone involved you know in the build-up and stuff Dushan usually waits in the area Milik is involved and we need that
1: I am I think I I think Max is planning that this one's going to extra time so I think he's planning on bringing all those making
0: later. a shout here, on, saying Keen is starting one hundred percent. Although I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you this, okay. Now you've already won a kit off us, okay. If Keen yeah, starts I'll... and you're right a hundred percent, okay, get you something from Striped Hearts Apparel, okay, from the merch store or whatnot. If you are right and Keen but... starts, because I don't think Keen is gonna start this one.
1: But that's I'm the, the same thing as,
0: ever. I'm the same <laughs> as all of you. In my heart, yeah. I want it to be Dushan. I don't believe it's going to be Dushan. I think it's going to be Milik. Keen, he looked good yesterday, but at that moment in the game, Criminese finally had opened up 2-0, down, whatever. it was, It is what it is. I wasn't taking a whole bunch onto it. He had a ton of space running at them on counters. I'm not going to take a whole bunch out of that. Keen, though, has done his part this season, okay? But we will see. We will see. There you go, Aldo. If he sure. starts, though, get yourself something off there, okay? Wouldn't be sure. And you could potentially pick somebody else from the AJC Army to get some kits. By the way, speaking of AJC Army, for ways yeah. to support the channel, Super Chat is enabled. There's memberships. You got to be on a desktop to go onto YouTube and then join. There's three tiers of memberships there with some great Do stuff. It. Alright, and Do then it. of course the easiest way, the easiest way is just sharing the content. All right. Don't That's the it. easiest. Now, Thursday's gonna be huge. We're gonna put these guys on the spot right now. I want everybody in the live chat to talk about this. So well, I guess we should kind of just talk about Vlaovic's problem in general. So Drew's saying part of Vlaovic's problem is he just waits for the ball. With little to no movement, Milik and Keane are constantly trying to create space and find pockets to exploit. This has been pointed out quite a bit in terms of Vlaovic and whatnot. Adriano says Vlaovic 100% playing on uh, Thursday. So there you go. Oh, he's playing. How do you guys feel about Vlaovic in general? Like, are you still... For me, it's still a combination of multiple things. But in a game like yesterday... I kind of started to feel like yesterday's game. Just speaking to yesterday's game, was a bit more of a Vlaovic problem. I don't know. Did you guys feel that way in yesterday's game?
1: I think once, once, like you said before, once Pogba went out, you saw you saw a different Vlaovic, right? He was less active once Milik came in. I don't know if that's the game plan. Yeah, we've we've said this enough on this show. The two striker thing just does not, just just doesn't work. Yeah, for whatever uh, I, know, I know, I know, I know. has played with Di Maria. He's played with Chiesa up there. He's looked the best when he plays with Pogba there. Uh, but again, I think it's just a combination. I don't think there's one one issue that you can point to to say, oh, if you fix that, Vlaovic is going to start bagging hat tricks all of a sudden. I really don't think there is. Yeah, I think it's a combination of a whole bunch of stuff.
0: Yeah, I think it's a combination of things for sure, for sure. Now, whoever plays better be better on score. Thursday score. is going to be massive. Absolutely massive. Mm-hmm. How let's get into our own personal feelings now. I'm going to put you guys on the spot. Mm-hmm. Is Juve advancing to the Europa League final?
1: 100%. Okay. I don't know what that is. Oh, like gladiator styles. Oh,
2: thank you, you old man. (laughs) I was (laughs) there. You should know that. I know. (laughs) Still alive to to tell
0: about. I'm expecting a strong, strong showing. I'm actually going to go as far to say we are all going to be surprised at the performance Mm. that is going to come on Thursday. Okay? And I believe... UV will I believe, I get will to the Europa League final all right we are gonna go I to the final. I have I friends like <laughs> in Toronto members the official fan club Toronto they said they are going to the final should UV qualify can't wait to link up for some footage there everybody? Sprint it's going out. to be a wild one. It's going to be a wild uh, one, uh, but I think we're going to go. I think we're going to go. Storm the 100%. barn. We have time for a few, just a few. Let's go. Right? Fire them so out. In there. Let's go. The one we kind of already answered, Apex, which is would you give Zachary a second chance? Uh, we felt that he could be utilized um, potentially and whatnot, but of course, it comes down to options and everything else. And what would be but for Rabio, I think obviously we'd be sacrificed some, but he could be used. Jeremiah says, thoughts, CR7 and Messi hardly got serious injuries at the highest level nearly 20 years. Is Pogba to blame, too, for not doing his part in physical care? I mean, I don't know know enough to speak on that about what his personal care Mm regimen really is, to be honest. Everybody's body is different and reacts differently. The way CR7 trains... Not a lot of bodies can actually take that much training. Mm -hmm. Like, he actually trains so much, it actually surprises me. Um, Messi, I don't know a whole lot about Messi's training regiments, to be honest. Because I know more about CR7s because, obviously, he was involved with the club. But everybody's body's different, so I don't really know. And it's hard for me to just blame people when injuries come up. Like, I mean, they happen and... It it sucks because for some they happen way more than others, and that's just the way it is. But I can't speak to Pogba's physical care. I don't know what his mm-hmm. exact regiments are. What do you guys have to say?
1: Well, if Pogba's injury was on the opposite thigh that he had work. Like the knee was his right knee, but he injured his left thigh. So these things just happen, man. Yeah. I don't think any more training would have done anything, worse. yeah, physio. Yeah, I, I mean, laugh
0: at hilarious. this because I it seems. A... I laugh at this because it's so true. Messi looks like he
1: literally just shows up on King Taze. He does. Yeah, like an over, like an over thirty-five game. Just yeah, show up. It's yeah, anybody hilarious. got shin pads? I forgot my shin
2: pads. Yeah, I think. Okay, I have an answer for that. That what I believe. I don't know if it's the right answer, but, but holding someone to Cristiano's standard is. It's ludicrous. I mean, the guy that's coming from him. It's not only Mm -hmm. the way he he trains, it's the way he eats and he sleeps and he has everything calculated. I mean, there there are not mostly any uh, athletes around every sport that work as hard as him to achieve this perfection. Messi, he had a lot of troubles early on. He had to be given hormones because he didn't have a lot of injuries when he was younger. So it wasn't only due to training. Now, some of these guys like Pogba, who's been, you know, on their peak for the past decade, and they've been ran through the grinder by UEFA and FIFA with competitions, tournaments, and some of these guys' bodies just gave <laughs> up. They're not up for it. I mean, the best example might be Alexis Sanchez, and I've talked about this here before, and just tournament after tournament, summer after summer, playing at all the competitions and you know, three, four fronts a season. Some guys, you know, we don't take a toll on their body, and I believe Pogba is one of them. He just had too many with the uh, 2016 Euros and 2018 World Cup and playing for a night in the Premier League. I just too much for some yeah. players, and their body can't handle. I don't think it has anything to do with his training regimen or anything. I think just too many games for one person and he couldn't handle it. And Kanté is just as injury-prone as him, and he's been through relatively the same, the same thing. So it's yeah. no surprise to me that he's made it, you know, that that's his physical state right now.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, like I said, we'll f- see what time will tell what happens there and whatnot, and I'm sure we're going to get rumors galore about terminating contracts and whatnot, whatever. We just got to wait and see. Storm the mm-hmm. barn, CJ. Uh, I love the new kits. Why do people hate them online so much? People like to complain. Uh, I'll answer that question flat out. People.
1: Just I like, like how he wrote out stuff. "Storm the Barn." He wrote the whole, all the words. I love out. it,
0: CJ. Beauty, President, Baltimore, Juventus official fan club. Mm-hmm. All right, check them out if you're in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Great group of people. I think just people like to complain. I will say this about the kits. My only knock on it was I think it would be more effective with less. Stripes, a little more spacing between. I think it would have looked even better. And the numbers, I would have liked the numbers solid yellow uh, rather than just the outline around the white. But other than that, I like them. I really, really do like them. Ashworth actually saying that it's, he believes, the best in the past five years.
1: I think it's going to be a big seller. I think you're going to see a lot of these out on the street.
2: Yeah,
0: now that Grimaldo has signed for Leverkusen, who is your number one left-back candidate for next season? Omar, who's your number one candidate now with uh, Grimaldo set to join Leverkusen?
2: I'd go for Parisi from Empoli.
0: Yeah, I'm being uh, between Parisi and uh, Mele, uh, Joachim Mele of uh, Atalanta, between those two for sure. Anth Sounds good, guys. Perfect. I'll go with what you guys say. (laughs) Uh, to kill me. You kill me. Luca. And Good day. We look dangerous on the left flank between Chiesa and Illing Jr. We also have Costage available as a left winger. Do you guys think we should try shifting one to the right side? If I had to pick out of the three, it would be Illing Jr.,
1: gonna help I, it I like Yeza. that's what a lot of people said no yesterday. i like
2: yes on the right i like years on the right i think quadrado Cord- is done and that that's our main issue in attack i believe we can't be dangerous from both flanks it's always one side every game one side works very hard and the other is non-existent quadrado was non-existent uh, there are games where it's only cuadrado, and that's the difference maybe from you know, Man City and Byron where you just don't know where it's going to come from because it's dangerous everywhere. And Juve is just overloading one side every game.
0: Yeah. I I think I would choose Illing Jr. I just prefer wingers that are inverted coming into their shooting side and whatnot. Uh, like Chiesa, I find night and day when he plays the right versus when he plays on the left. I find him way more effective... Better on the left. It's just... That's just a preference thing. So, I'd like to see Illing try that on that side. Uh, going back to uh, the Europa League and uh, the final winning. Make Sefren put the gold on our necks. Absolutely. He
1: won't even show up.
0: That would be he, he a be sight to see. Absolutely love that. Hopefully. Yeah. Ant says he wouldn't even show up. Yeah. Probably then it, not. Then it will be Gravina.
2: So just as good yeah
0: yeah gravina just as good just as good now dell's saying how good is gentoli compared to someone like marotta
1: well marotta is a he's one of the best ever doing just <laughs> look, look at what Gentoli's done at napoli Let's
0: i mean what he's done. yeah i mean if everybody's praising napoli now you know and all their work they've done mm-hmm. for all those years and to remain competitive and to do this and that, finally get the title. He's got to be up there because he's working with less than what Marotta's had to over quite a period of time. If we're mm-hmm. coming to uh, budgets and whatnot and what we're talking about. And Inter obviously had to empty the clip literally because they're in ruins now to get uh, Marota to get the guys that he needed in order for them to get the title uh, from us and whatnot. So how good is Gentoli compared to someone like Marotta? I mean... To make these comparisons very, very difficult. Marotta was with us for a legendary period. Um, mm-hmm. But he also had... You know, to, to rid Marotta of some of the wrongs isn't necessarily true as well. Because some of the deals we are still dealing with were actually his involvement too. So
1: some people are saying Sandro's deal is his. I don't think you're ever going
0: to find the perfect guy. Even the perfect guys make mistakes. Marota made many. He made many, but he hit on a lot. And that's the Mm -hmm. big key is, are you hitting on more than you're missing? That's Mm -hmm. pretty much it. And if I think if you're going to look at Juntoli's record, he's hitting more often than not too. And the biggest thing about this, is we haven't had a legitimate sporting director since Marotta because Paratici he's a scout. Kerubini, much the same. He is a legit sporting director. In comparison, mm-hmm. hey, let's bring him aboard, get him for a period of time, and then be able to make some comparisons. But more often than not, he's hitting. Do you guys have anything to add to the sporting director talk on here? This like question? Lou
1: says. Like Lou says, just get a epic sports director. Just get one in here. Just yes. get one in the building. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, I mean, we can't we can't shake the fact Morota did get two teams that he built into a Champions League final. Okay, that that has to be said. Has any general manager been perfect with every signing? No, no one. Gentoli, I like it. He did have his faults. Napoli had some very bad players with very bad deals over the years. And it took eight years. Morota did it in less. He still didn't get him into a Champions League final. So Morota is like a tier above, but Gentoli can get there. I mean, it's different working with Juve than working with Napoli.
1: But think about, look, look at what Gentoli's done. In Insigne, club legend over there, out. Koulibaly. Out like he's not afraid to bring in the young talent, like change things up. That's just yeah. that's what sporting directors do. So, yeah. people are like, why do we got Sandro and Bonucci still? You think, you think this Gentoli guy's not going to come in and try and clean house, want hit impose his fingerprints on the club? It's what's that's the what countdown on
0: Sandro count too? So we have five games remaining, I think. Because one, uh, sorry, two, two in um Europa three in league, league, three in league so five total remaining but two are essentially finals four is the magic number
2: he's definitely going to play against Empoli, i believe because danilo and quadrado are suspended that's correct so that's one two games in europa league is potentially if we make it potentially and and i doubt he'll start the final really doubt he'll start the final We still gotta play Milan. I don't know if you play Milan. Gatti
0: Bremer Danilo, strongest back three right now. Mm. That keeps him out. Keeps power in Juve's hands, which I think is critical.
2: But if I'm Gentoli, I'm calling Juve and telling them I don't want Sandra here next season, (laughs) don't play him. And Omer has made that call
0: personally as well. Moji is a legend, he absolutely is. Absolutely is.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And we've got some great interviews lined up later and on we, this
2: year. And we remember, we remember Reto Ziegler for Aldo, who asked. We remember Ziegler. Maybe Ant doesn't, but Al definitely remembers him. Who? Reto Ziegler.
0: Oh, Ziegler, yeah. Yes. Of course, yes. he remembers him.
2: We also had Lucio and stuff. I mean, Moji was the guy.
0: Moji was a beauty. And like I said, we got some big, big interviews coming up later this year. Moji, one of my favorites. One of my favorites. Everybody, Mm -hmm. look, it's going to be – the nerves are already setting in for me. This hasn't happened in a long time. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't get nervous for games like days in advance. Usually it'll be the day of, depending on the match and whatnot. And to be honest, I can't... I'm trying to remember the last time I was this nervous for a matchup days ahead of it. Because for Thursday, I'm fired right up. I want nothing more than us to win this particular edition of the Europa League. Okay? Um... Yeah. It, this is gonna be massive for us, and I want it so damn bad. For a list, a list of reasons,
1: a plethora.
0: But I honestly do think, I honestly do think we're gonna be surprised, and we're gonna have one of our strongest showings this Thursday. All right, yeah. Omar, you got something to add, quick here?
2: Yeah, on the sporting on the sporting side, you even need that trophy to make it harder for WeFA to kick us out. Of Europe next season and on the fan side I feel like we really need a trophy to end this season because we've been through the ringer and I mean we need it I need it Al you're nervous because you want you to finally win and you can just rest said uh, the season is over and it's not all that bad yeah that would be great
0: LJJ if Juve go to the final is anyone going to watch a game I know of some in the Juventus official fan club Toronto that are going to be ending up going to it. I myself will not be going there. I will Turkey? not be able I'm to. I would where love to. But
2: what? I'm thinking about it.
0: Omer. Do it.
1: Where is it? I'm Turkey? Where is it?
2: Do it. I don't even know. It's in uh Hungary. Hungary. <laughs> On a Wednesday. Oh, I've been to Hungary. I've been to Hungary last season, last season, last year.
0: Yeah, it's in yeah. Hungary. It's on a Wednesday, Wednesday night. Yes. So. Yeah. You're going there. You're going. You go. Omar's Who's going the to the final, the everybody, position. if we make it, all right? So you heard it Who's here. depends on, on my wife. Juve wins 2 0 over Cremonese. Fajoli with a beautiful return to the starting 11. Unfortunately, pogged down. We got to get ready now for Thursday. Everybody, I'm going to keep you in the loop on the news with the daily update videos leading up to Thursday. Omar is going to be rocking a tank top all damn week. All right, let's see do. you here live Thursday. For the match day live, watch along. Still in question, all right? Still in question, but we'll see what can happen. Everybody, always a great time. Live chat, you guys are absolutely fire. Please remember to share the content anywhere and everywhere on social media as we continue to grow the AJC army, all right? Until tomorrow's daily update video, as always, Pino alla fine, Forza Juve. Glad we had a Victory Monday to top the week off all right. Hope you have a great week and we'll talk real soon. Ciao tutti.